Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I'm Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 98 in our series Freedom from Fear. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. Today, freedom from the mob. Standing for the truth when all are against you is a difficult thing to do. It is far easier to do what the mob tells you to do, or or what most people do, find out which way the winds are blowing and take it from there. This is especially true of churches in the West. Since churches depend not upon sound business practices, but upon a mixture of state subsidies, tax exemptions and weekly payments from congregation members, priests, ministers and pastors generally only preach what their congregations want to hear. There are words to describe this moral cowardice and spiritual bankruptcy, but I will not utter them here. But if churches were free of the chains of state protectionism, deprived of their charity status, and free to operate legally as businesses, they may find themselves in positions where they could preach the gospel of God's grace unhindered without worrying about the mob, I mean the congregation. Tens of thousands of good men and women in the church have had their careers and lives ruined because they preached from the Bible and offended one or more people in the church who held the purse strings of their salary and had them dismissed. Church officers have no rights under the law, no right to join a union or collectively bargain and no rights at all. And so many thousands of families were sent to the street destitute and poor. The church courts are run by these corrupt families and individuals and they use church courts to destroy people they simply don't like. Most church leaders, as you know, are mediocre, weak-willed, socially awkward, spiritually corrupt individuals who use their positions to advance themselves at the expense of others. But it's been the same for centuries. The church is largely in the West a derivative of the ruling class, especially in the British and American empires. It is the religion of the establishment and money, and so the gospel of God's grace vanished long ago. But how does this play out in practice? Well, ministers would approach a text of scripture where Jesus or some prophet might say something controversial or admonish people. The minister would then either dismiss the text out of hand or tell his congregation that these strong words did not apply to them because he knows that they are all God's people and all good Christians. These harsh words, of course, would only apply to those outside and he would list the sinners either by name or by class. It's a typical practice in the church. It is common also to publicly denounce sinners from the pulpit in front of the congregation. This happens a lot these days too. No minister, not even the Pope, knows the heart of anyone aside from themselves, but it's a bold assumption to make that the congregation is entirely composed of Christian people. Simply by the virtue that they've come to church on Sunday does not mean that they're Christian. Any more than if someone goes into a garage, it does not make them a car. As Billy Sunday said, over a century ago. The biblical approach is simply to apply the text as presented to the various classes of people present and make it clear who God is, who we are, and how God might be known. Let me repeat that again. This is how 
ministers, pastors and priests should approach the Bible. The biblical approach is simply to apply the text as presented in the Bible to the various groups or classes of people present in general and make it clear who God is, who we are and how God might be known through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is simple, but most ministers, priests and pastors do not do it. They want to entertain their audience, stay on their good side, tickle their ears, to use the old Puritan expression, we might say play to their strengths, and avoid anything that might upset. The mob was always present also in the life of Jesus, wrestling against him to pressure him to work for them. I can find two instances in the Gospels when Christ resisted the pressure of the mob and held his ground. In John's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 23 to 5, after Jesus cleared the temple, he knew the danger. John writes in his Gospel, Now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, this is not the Passover festival immediately preceding his death, but an earlier one, while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all people. He did not need any testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in each person. And secondly, in John chapter 6, verses 14 to 15, the mob made its move a second time towards him. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. The Christian minister, pastor or teacher who stands for God and who teaches God's word is far and few between in the West. Most congregations these days are not interested in the good news of God's grace or Jesus Christ. Fascist sympathies run deep. Or they want God to bless their material life or they get caught up in some controversy. Most religious leaders don't have the guts or the courage to suffer anything more than a paper cut for Jesus. But he calls us all to take up our cross daily, deny ourselves and follow him, even at church, where we need to stand alone with Christ against the mob. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Join me tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.